Hello and welcome to Inside Masters Minds, where we dive deep into epic humans, where we find out what got them to where they are today. Today we have a very special guest, Maria. Hello, Maria. Thanks for coming on. Hey, hi, Matt. And so yeah. your story is really cool. So I got reading your story and I don't want to say it for you because I only know a little bit of it. Do you mind just expressing kind of your journey from um, where you were starting off as an entrepreneur? I thought that this was really fascinating. You said that you started off as an entrepreneur and your ambitious mind outworked your body. I think that this is totally relatable to a lot of people um, in the high achiever, high performer world. So do you just want to lay a little foundation for anyone that's kind of seeing you for the first time? Yeah. So I would say actually the ambitious journey started when me and my husband, we share the same vision. And um, since we got such a beautiful farm, what is uh, already running by the seventh generation, we wanted to create a place where people could just come and get inspired by nature. And we understood that the only way to do it is that we have to put our souls in it and we have to work 24 hours per seven. And uh, that's how we can be able to create such a place. And we started with um, tourism sink. So it's basically a small farmhouse and we were hosting up to 10, 12 guests on a daily basis. So they could come for two or three days just to relax and go on kayaking, go on hikes, so they could get uh, the food straight from the farm. And um, the thing was that we were not experienced. And uh, like me, I was doing everything what was connected with the tourism. It was cleaning, hosting them, making food for them. My husband, on the other hand, he was working on the farm. He was uh, yeah, waking up very early and uh, he was harvesting fruits, sorting them. He was delivering them to so-called uh, delivery company. And it ended uh, in that way that uh, we started waking up at 4 a.m. and going to the bed at 11. And it might also happen that the guests arrive late. So we could even uh, expect guests at uh, midnight. So by doing that on a daily basis your immune system is a little bit stressed down it's a little bit stressed and uh, we didn't have a proper food by ourselves so basically we just been giving all ourselves to the business without taking care of ourselves first and uh, i did it just should i say for five months and after that, I started feeling the symptoms of that something is wrong with my body. But I didn't pay attention on it because I knew where is my goal, where is my vision. And I was just like, who said go? But actually, um, yeah, it didn't last long before my body was saying hello, you know, like ringing bell. And then um, it was the time when I, uh, went for a checkups with the doctor and it happened to be that um, the limbs in my body they've been swollen and it wasn't just in one area what you usually get when you get some kind of easy infection or sore throat it was all over the body so um, I had to go to so-called computer scanning where they found out that uh, those limbs they are abnormal size 
and after some time I had to do a surgery just to make sure it is uh, a sickness and then after two months of a procedure they found out that uh, it was a third stage uh, lymphoma cancer and uh, me at the time I was only 21 and I didn't know what cancer mean I didn't know what the fuck lymphoma is and uh, how long I'm gonna die like how, how long I'm gonna live because the only thing what I remember it was uh, a movie when people have a cancer they just getting bold they're getting some uh, camo in their body some liquids after some time they're gonna die that's it and uh, yeah so I had to research everything on my own like about the sickness about uh, how to get over it i wanted to know what is the reason why i am the person who got it i wanted to know how i can live with it and i wanted <laughs> to create so-called bucket list <laughs> before i die mm -hmm. so it was like a couple of things okay maria I'm like, you are not going to die before you do this, this, or that. And uh, yeah, so basically, I would say that it took me some time to accept, or maybe I can say that I still haven't accepted uh, that I am, uh, yeah, that I am sick because after, even after the chemotherapy, cancer is still in me. So I have to learn how to live with it even i think that i do all of my best and i meditate and i do affirmations and i eat only healthy food and i do yoga and exercises and i hoped that it will just pass over but that's not how does it work yeah so basically it's a total shift in a lifestyle as i can say so yeah Wow. And, uh, thank you thank you for sharing that's incredible um i think this is only something you can really understand and if you experience it the level that you've been experiencing it it's uh yeah you know like sometimes i remind, I remind myself <laughs> this is the funny thing because uh, before i got the cancer and it was, uh, so I got diagnosed uh, in uh, summer in June, but every year as a new year resolutions, I write to myself, what do I want to achieve? The funny part of it is that I achieved everything I asked for. Oh, wow. And uh, you should be careful what you ask for, because <laughs> I remember, my, yeah, like this is uh, the funny part, because I asked, uh, I want to be, I want to feel more confident. I want to feel stronger. And uh, and it was yeah, like I want to take I want to take care of myself. I want to rest. Like I mean, to rest of this is uh, business what we run. And it was any other things. So after my first chemotherapy on my birthday, when I had a plan to go to the spa and relax and I couldn't receive any kind of massage because of the cancer everybody just declined me so I had to shave my head and uh, 
I went up to a patch to my hair, even I had such a beautiful long mm-hmm. one. And um, after I shaved and I saw this ball, it was like something new to me. And I was not embarrassed to go outside with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and wow. uh, I remember one time I almost started crying because uh, it was a group of uh, kids age maybe six to 11. I pass them one time and they say, they just turn on me. You know, it was like maybe up to 15 kids. And I lived at the time in a small city. And uh, to see a bald person, uh, it was like, oh, like, is she alien or what? Uh-huh. <laughs> they turn on me, they say, good morning, miss, good morning. <laughs> and everybody had to say it. And I just smiled back after some time. Uh, I see because I just went to the shop. I saw them again, and they saw me again, and they've been like, "Good morning, like good day, Miss. Good day." So next day, I see them. I just start smiling, and I went pass pass by them, and it was one guy, maybe around ten, who just ran after me. He said, "Good day. You look so beautiful today. You know." And then I almost stopped crying because like I didn't expect it. You know, it was so many adult people who look at me like, is she crazy? Mm. Did she shave herself because she wants just to show off or what? Because I was I was not usual cancer patient. I was just uh, I was receiving my cam and running out of the hospital actually. <laughs> so I could feel a little bit free. And uh, yeah when you see this kind of science from the world universe i don't know what you can say it makes you feel confident or it makes me feel that i own this life mm. and i knew okay it feels so fucking good I want to continue it for a couple of more years let's say 70 <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and uh, it was uh, also nice experience uh, through that journey, even painful a little bit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, um, mm. the universe works in um, mysterious ways <laughs> and teaches us lessons in mysterious ways. Um, if you feel like sharing at any moment, if I ask you a question and you don't feel like answering it, don't feel obligated. You can just say, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it. But I'm kind of curious because when, what year did this happen when you got diagnosed? Well, it was uh, in 2020. So it was just one year ago. Okay. So there's, uh, this is a recent thing. So yeah. walk, do, you, do you mind walking me through initially when you received that information about uh, that that's in your body? I'm, I can imagine there's quite a bit of fear that comes in. When you hear that, not only fear, frustration, anger, uh, anxiety, uh, stress. Uh, <laughs> what should I say? Yeah, uh, all kind of things. And and just, so, uh, what do you do to get over yeah. that? Or what did you do? Like, what was your processing? What? Did, how did you process this? Uh, I could lie and I could say that I just uh, meditate and it passed by. But uh, if I'm honest, <laughs> I can say that 
peanut butter and chocolate helps the most. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, very hard to be aware of. Um, this is like, I know, I know myself a little bit more after that. Um, this is the hardest thing to be aware about our own emotions and uh, not to uh, eat it up, uh, go out and shop whatever you feel for, uh, start watching TV. It doesn't help at all. And uh, even if I go and I reach for peanut butter and chocolate and I eat it up at once, I feel good for a moment, mm -hmm. but then the emotion is still present. Mm -hmm. So, usually when I know that, okay, it sits here for such and such time and it starts being annoying, I accept this feeling and I look up on it. I write about it and I go into the details and I dig. My husband, he works with um, traumas, like uh, it's uh, education and uh, it teaches you about how to be aware of your own uh, traumas, even from childhood. And once you are aware of your own behavior and you know the roots of it, and you have it like your own mirror, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, it helps because, you know, okay, Maria, I'm not like this, or I don't want to have this as the same pattern anymore. So, once you are over that emotion of uh, anxiety or fear, or you know where it's coming from, this is like just the most important, then it's much easier to live day by day, I would say. It's not that you deal with it and then it disappears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it still can come and, uh, yeah. And you will reach for peanut butter and chocolate uh, also later in the life, but... Uh, at least uh, you know yourself or you know the reasons why you do this. Yeah, so you're not completely unconscious to what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So I find this really fascinating because um, you're taking an active role in your life now. Um, where did, you, did, did this event uh cause you to seek for different solutions or were you in this place within yourself like affirmations meditating health before uh you received the news um i did it a little bit before uh, i don't know if i can call it shell work you do it because you see that it's getting popular and uh, uh -huh. you do it because you think that it's right. But uh, once, uh, yeah, I'm about to say shit hits a fan. <laughs> sure. uh, it gets a little bit deeper on a deeper level. You start, uh, or I start feeling myself when I was doing it. I had... Uh, it was 20, I took, decided to take a program. It was 21 day of uh, gratitude. Mm -hmm. And during my chemotherapy, I uh, had it just before I was having this liquid uh, in my body. 
So I was doing this uh, yeah, daily set, five, 10 minutes walk around the park and then straight to the hospital. And then after the hospital, another meditation, another music, affirmation. I used a lot of actually Louisa Hay. I don't know if you heard about her. No. She helped me a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I had to accept my body. I had to feel my body and I had to love my body. Mm-hmm. And I had to say to myself that I am a beautiful soul, I am a beautiful being, and I love every cell of my body. And mm. in my meditations, I had, <laughs> not that I had, but I decided to talk to these cancer cells mm. and ask, what is that that they want from me? Mm. Like, what is that that I can do? So it feels better because I wanted to work in the same team with my body. That's so amazing. Wow. I have never uh, heard that before. It was, you know, actually you remind me about one painful moment. It was, um, uh, when, uh, I was just about to get my chemotherapy and, uh, it was one doctor who reached me and he said, probably you want to talk to my wife because he is a gynecologist. She is a gynecologist. And uh, the information she had to hand me in, it, uh, it was, you know what? After you receive a chemotherapy, like 90, probably 99 or a little bit less percent, you will not be able to have kids because chemotherapy will just kill everything that you have inside even the house cells. And I was like, okay, thank you for such, a, for such information. It is exactly on the right time. Like, couldn't you say it from the beginning? And she said, but actually you can save it uh, by f- freezing it down. But you have to go on like, uh, that I should have taken um, some hormonal therapy for two mm-hmm. months before I do it. And I had a choice. I had uh, to choose either I want to take a chemotherapy and save my body because I was afraid actually to die or I was afraid, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so or I had a choice to wait those two months, take this uh, hormonal therapy and freeze my, I don't know what kind of cells it is. And maybe later in the life I can be, it can be possible for me to have kids. I was crying so hard about it because uh, yeah. having family, it was, uh, yeah, it was one of my like biggest goal in the life. And I said, all right, but uh, myself first mm-hmm. and then I see what happens. And it doesn't matter for me what child I will love, either it will be mm-hmm. mine or it will be adopted. Because mm-hmm. everything with child needs, it's a, a parent's love. But about meditations, I had, it was me sitting down and <laughs> imagining myself having a family, serving breakfast to them, packing a lunch bag, school lunch bags to them, you know. <laughs> and it felt so good. So actually, I don't know what happened, but we've seen a couple of years. <laughs> If it helped or not, uh, yeah, 
and uh, it's interesting how mind can uh, help you if you play it on the same team well you know what part of hmm. my learning and my teaching and understanding is the power of uh, thought and the power mm-hmm. of your intuition and I can feel talking to you and you expressing you are a very powerful woman and I feel that with your determination and your uh, depth of feeling I strongly believe you can definitely do that with how deep you feel um, which I think is part of your superpower. I don't want to speak on behalf of your superpowers, but mm-hmm. through observation, I can feel uh, you're a very strong woman. So uh, I, I believe in you. <laughs> and you know what? Thanks. Fun. <laughs> I should have recorded this too, you know, and every time just to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Help, I believe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I, I mean, look, like, our minds are powerful, really powerful. And I like how you were saying that, like, get it on the same team. Like just, and even you're talking to your cancer cells, you know, like, cause mm. if you look at all of us at a vibrational level, like if you were to take a microscope in our body and zoom into the cells and you mm-hmm. zoom in further at the lowest or the smallest level that we can see, we're just moving particles. So we're all energy vibrating at different frequencies within our body. So you sending thought frequency with intention to your cells is powerful. It's so powerful. If you were to talk to a quantum physicist, they would be like, mm-hmm. yes, you're doing a great job. And these are the guys at the top level of this stuff. You know, this is what I've been learning mm-hmm. myself on the journey. And here I am you know, trying to um, manifest things that are, uh, I guess, more, let's say a little bit more material, but like what you're manifesting and what you're creating in in your life and your healthy body is so, uh, like, I've got so much uh, admiration for you. And I'm just happy that you're able to um, harness that for a better Mm -hmm. life. Um, So I want to congratulate you on that and being able to yeah, I'm sure it's a practice, right? Like that's what it comes down to. I'm sure you're practicing daily, but like that to, to, to meditate in that space is, is really powerful. So um, it's inspiring. Now I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like, yeah, within, within this, um, this is, I'm reading a book right now and it's called the art of living and dying. Mm-hmm. And it's by Ocho. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of mm-hmm. Osho before? Uh, for sure. I have a whole library of him. Okay. Have yeah. you, are, you, are you aware of this work from him? Uh, actually, specifically about that book, and I'm not so sure. Maybe if, if I read it, it was a couple of years ago, but I don't remember. Okay. Are you, do you look into this side of his work? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just want to get a couple green lights before I keep going deeper because this isn't a topic you normally speak to a lot of people because they have a lot of, um, I, I guess, potential challenges with thinking. But like for me, I'm a very, mm-hmm. I, I like to go to the heart of the matter. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that that's where we can do our best work. And so I actually have to read this book on weekends. I can't read it during the week. The reason mm-hmm. it is, is I, I can't contemplate at this depth and then get back to work. 
<laughs> it hits me that yeah hard. i understand so yeah. um when 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 you've been in this what's your relationship night like now with life and how has your relationship with life changed since you've um entered this new journey i if i can say so that i became more aware of the life and i started appreciating myself as a live living being like uh, uh should i say regarding the book you remind uh, you said a word about uh, osho i had one what is still sits in my mind it calls quantum warrior mm -hmm. and it's written by uh, john cahill okay and after i read it it gave me so many signs from the universe wow and it made me also dive deeper into myself on the level of the uh, souls and uh, sorry can any you say other that book again quantum what is it a quantum barrier it's by barrier. john cahill okay yeah and also the same if you look into the same theme the man would also help me through it calls conversation with a god oh yes that's a very great book yeah there's a series yeah. right or something like this yeah um for the listeners that aren't aware of that book do you want to maybe just uh speak about it a little bit and how it impacted you and how it helped you uh, i guess i read too many books <laughs> about the same theme <laughs> so i'm very afraid to mix like you know you as a placebo conversation with the sure. god quantum barrier all of them they speak about the main thing that well, do you uh, want to give the topic of the main uh -huh. thing and don't quote a book just give what you've learned from it um <laughs> too many things first love yourself appreciate yourself accept yourself and uh, i guess actually that's all to be honest to be able to live happy and fulfillment life but like not on the shell uh, way but like really accept all of your minuses accept all of your fears accept all of your words thoughts accept uh, mistakes you did accept uh, <laughs> the way of a negative talks we could have to ourselves what I mean by loving ourselves, it doesn't come with uh, going outside and, sh and buying a beautiful dress or jewelry. <laughs> uh, it's not about the uh, material things at all. It's about uh, loving that small child who didn't have, for example, enough mm -hmm. attention or care from the parents and uh, loving ourselves for even if we are not uh, fitting uh, in the <laughs> so-called perfect society loving ourselves for just that we are beautiful souls and uh, yeah it just uh, mainly that things what what's your process to loving yourself How, so let's say um i'm a younger version of myself or i'm a younger version of you and you had a chance mm -hmm. to talk to that younger version of yourself let's say the 14 year old, 12 year old version of yourself. And they say, okay, you say love yourself. Like I love my mom, I love my dad, or I love my brother or my sister, but how do I love myself? Well, how would you explain it to them? Um, I would say it comes 
in that way actually of uh, <clears throat> like when you need to talk to someone as a child usually you would go to your parents to your mom or to your dad and you will express your needs and you will express uh yeah but like what are you missing but when your parents are occupied when they are all of the time at work and you have nobody luckily maybe you could have uh, siblings but if you have a nobody you would just sit and feel alone and uh, this is the killing feelings because uh, i read a study that they say when you feel alone or when you feel uh, uh, ignored uh, your brain feels the same pain if it would be physical so uh, and they compare it actually to the same harm if you would smoke 15 cigarettes per day so it's interesting how just by having this negative feeling of being by yourself compared to the physical harm to your body but uh, the question how you can love yourself as a child uh, in a very way it's probably to talk to yourself to talk in a playful way that uh, what i didn't do of course but if i would have a chance i would say i would hug myself and i would say mm. everything is all right and uh, you're gonna go through that, through everything, through every challenge you're gonna face in your life. And uh, it's probably just the feeling of being present, of being present with oneself. When you know that you have yourself to rely on, mm -hmm. and you know that you can get this appreciation from yourself. Mm -hmm yeah something so, like this that's so beautiful um i often like to ask um at a child child's level because mm -hmm. that makes it a broader way to understand <laughs> sometimes we get into these complex things and um ironically self-love isn't really taught to us as a child mm. or in school so um it is it is almost um a, a new learned thing I'm sure it's taught now to some children, but not to all children, mm. um, what exactly self-love is and how to do it. Um, so, and, and we're all experiencing self similarly, but then we all experience self differently. So then what route we choose to love ourselves can be different as well. So um, I'm always curious to know how people uh, show affection to themselves. Do you want to know one that I did while I was going through a tough time? For sure. I drew um, my hand. I was thinking about this the other day. I, I haven't thought about it in a while. So I've got on a piece of paper and I drew the outline of my hand, right? And I went like this. Mm -hmm. And there's a power, there's an energy transfer in a high five, right? Think about this. Like a high five yeah. is, is universal, right? Like it's a universal mm -hmm. thing, like a good job, right? But what happens when you're alone and you got no one to high five? So what I did was I wrote on the sign, it says, um, you're doing great, keep it up. And every time I'd leave my room, I'd hit it. I'd high five myself because it was in, in so much pain 
that I needed to be on, I needed to high five myself and I had to remind myself to high five myself. And the interesting thing was Maria, when I started doing it, I felt the energy of a high five because you, there's not, you can't, you can't replicate a five five, but it was just a reminder to be like, you know what? I know it's tough. And I, I know I got really, I'm the only one fully in what I'm in at this moment. And mm -hmm. I got to make sure to cheer myself on. If I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. So that was like a little thing I did to just keep myself going. Just like, I just do it every time. It's like it was a practice and I felt the energy. It was I, like, yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if I steal the strategy. <laughs> I hope you steal it and give it away to a thousand people yeah. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> um, that just, sounds great. Yeah. It's just like these little reminders, you know, these little things that mm -hmm. we can do for ourselves. Um, as you know, someone that has already clearly at a young age um, experienced a lot uh, for mm -hmm. a human being. Um, so with that experiences come great wisdom, which I can feel that um, obviously it's also led you to understanding work from, I guess, um, are you inspired by Dr. Joe Dispenza then? Have you looked into his Sure. Work? Yes. Um, so how did reading the placebo effect um, help you change your mindset around what you were experiencing? I remember feeling after I finished that book, I was so certain I'm going to do it, you know, like cancer. This is like, okay. And then I had the music in my uh, headphones and every morning I was walking outside and I was just like feeling this energy flowing through me. And I, I just, I didn't know what it happened after reading that book, but my, yeah, my mind shifted in that way that I knew everything is going to be possible for me. And I had a challenge to myself. If I'm going to face a cancer and if I'm going to deal and if I'm going to just survive through that, because I was on age, on edge of uh, having just chemotherapy and getting a, uh, uh, this um, how they call this uh, cells. Uh, um, oh yes, transported. I don't know the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was so certain that it's just gonna disappear like this because this is like, and I, when I had the chemotherapy, uh, <laughs> the fun part of it, uh, not fun but a little bit sarcastic, I would say, <laughs> the red chemotherapy, uh, it's um, the strongest chemotherapy that you can get. When I was lying and I was looking at it, for me to not get nosoted of it, I was imagining that I was drinking a red wine. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and it helped me through in one way. But wow. now when I look at it, I just feel that, uh, yeah, uh, it's enough of red wine for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, George Dispenza, yeah, for sure. I listen a lot of YouTube video and how he speaks about the uh, neurons also. If you mm -hmm. heard about neurotransmitters, I had to study it too, to be able to do some kind of neuroplasticity work, if I can uh -huh. say so. Uh -huh. Yeah, to, to uh, be able to plant any positive seeds in my mind. So I hoped that, okay, now I have a new connection. Okay, mm -hmm. one more new positive connection. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was doing any kind of things what brought me pleasure. I thought, okay, fuck it. If I'm going to die, at least I'm going to die happy. I mm -hmm. went to the theater. I went to the, op not opera singing, but um, 
Philharmonic concert. And I was so hungry for the experiences that I've had to mm. present me. I was in, I was like this, uh, uh, not a rub, but like soaking mm-hmm. it all. Ooh. And uh, it just make me, you know, pump. And every time I was on the, cam- yeah, on the camera and I was going uh, bold outside, I had so much confidence, the strength within me. And uh, I just started loving my life after that. This is what is the sarcasmic thing about it, because cancer gave me an understanding of how beautiful and how fulfilling it might be even in the most sucking moments of it because you just open your eyes yeah wow wow Mm -hmm. amen wow (laughs) that is so powerful maria Mm -hmm. oh man it's so fascinating um to just this is what i love about the work um that i'm involved with um is because you can take one experience and give it to a thousand different people and they experience it mm. completely differently. And with just a slight tweak can make all the differences. Now I'm not saying your difference is just a slight tweak, but your experience, your experience, and you give it to someone else and they potentially won't be on this planet right now. And I strongly believe it's a it has a, like a really a lot to do with your mindset. That's why I love this work within the mind, and I think the work that Dr. Joe talks about within understanding the neurochemistry, the neuroplasticity, the anatomy of your brain, how your brain works. I think we should all be taught this in school too. We all have a brain, for sure. Yeah. But we have no idea how to use it, yeah. and then for a lot of people, it's working against them. Hmm. You know, and it, it, it is not in a, it's not really a nice place to be in. And, and it's incredible if we had this foundation of like, look, like, here's how you love yourself. Here's how your brain works. This is what a thought is. This is what, I mean, you think every single day of your life, like, shouldn't we be taught how to think? <laughs> um, but with, with you, it sounds like you've, you've searched and you've trained your brain to think in uh, different neural pathways now. Would you would you say that that's something you've not hundred <laughs> percent? Sure. Not. I'm still yeah. I'm still working on it. And of course, as a normal person, being I had also a down days. Sure. I, my sure. my. If you probably would talk to my husband, <laughs> he would say that it's a totally different person you talk to <laughs> because my emotion, my sure. emotions goes like a roller coaster, sure. and it's normal. And uh, it's also like what I've also wanted to say is that um, I had to accept that nothing is wrong with me. I feel high, positive and motivated. That's perfect. If I feel down and a little bit depressed, worried and anxious, that's also normal. That's how that's why emotion exists. Mm -hmm. And... uh, yeah, and it's nothing to be worried about. It will pass the same as uh, a happy moment, the same as this uh, anxiety things. So, uh, yeah, so it's like nothing wrong with you, even if it's not perfect, not you are not feeling inspired or motivated, and you feel opposite, just let it be. 
let it be maybe you will find out a next uh, billion dollar uh, startup about men how to help through this mental issues or whatever there is always perfect time for everything so that's uh, yeah that's what i wanted to add that's really special um it's something that um i i really this um i used to be on the search for happiness um, but for mm. me, in myself, and on my journey, I realized that what I was seeking and what I think conventional self-help is seeking is an emotion. And happiness mm. is joy. You have anger. We have, we have around 3,000 plus emotions. To, so to seek one emotion and stay in that, I think you look at some of our conditions in our planet that have one temperature. So I like to look at our emotions like the weather. And so some days you're going to have cloudy days, some days you're going to have sunny days, some days it's raining, depending where you are, it's snowing, but the weather changes. And then you look at some of the harsh places in our world where it's like the desert, Antarctica, and like if they stay in that one temperature, it gets pretty rough. So mm -hmm. like it's actually really nice to have all seasons, have all temperatures and have all weather so that uh, it's really makes for great growing conditions. And so... I like what you said where you're like, let it be. Mm -hmm. so this is, this is where I've come to realize that like, Oh wow. Like for me, I I'm, I'm learning to actually become a, the watcher or the observer as opposed to seeking um, certain fleeting states, because that means like what you said, like you have the ability to see the sadness come through and sometimes you're still in it but you have the sadness come through the depression or the anxiety, but then you're not like, you know that you have the ability that it will like the weather will change and that there is sun behind the clouds. Um, and I think that this is something that really helped me on my journey um, to deepening my peace. And so I think if you, if you, I'd, I'd be curious to know what you think of this analogy, but do you feel like since um, you've been started this, I guess, new journey from, the gift of the universe, so to speak, um, before you were like on the surface of the ocean. And now this, mm -hmm. this journey has allowed you to be at the lower levels of yourself in, in the, where the current isn't so um, wavy. Is, is that something you've experienced now since all your meditative work and you're where you are today? Mm. Uh, you are totally wrong. <laughs> it became even more wavy. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. If I can say so, yeah. Yeah, of course. For sure. Uh, I think it became more wavy in the way because once I got to know myself, and in one way, when I know the theory of okay, why do I feel that? Why do I feel uh, such emotions? Or what pattern in my life I'm playing out, especially in the relationship? Uh, it happened to be that I start a little bit as that I. Um, became more analytical in my mind and it mm. happened it happens automatically and mm. uh, this uh, ability of uh, analyzing every you like your step like this you can call it awareness or you can call it just uh, yeah analyzing uh, it it actually became a little bit harder to live with it because when you are not aware you just you don't care. You yeah, do the yeah. things Operating. what pleases you. Yeah. 
And now when I know, okay, I have this on my plate, this, 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 and that, and somehow I need to juggle it. And when one ball is lost, yeah, there are still some balls what needs to be juggled. And what I mean by that, it's, it's never going to be so calm, maybe just for a day or two, you know, <laughs> and uh, for some certain period of your life. But I believe when you are ready, the universe will always challenge you. It will give you more and more challenges for you to, yeah, just to, to prove you that you are loved, you are strong enough, you are confident enough. Whatever you asked for, it will always be, it will always present you this uh, opportunities in your life. And uh, I believe that being on the surface of the water and feeling balanced, it's maybe possible just to yogis or to some Buddhas, to be honest, not to normal human being. Because uh, I believe that uh, being on high and uh, down, it, uh, the way we live, it's uh, the way we experience emotions and uh, the way we get to know ourselves deeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, mm. Yeah, we, this is what I love about communication. And I think also this is where our challenge is in this day and age is with communication. Um, because when we speak, um, we can say one thing and we mm-hmm. think we're saying it one way and then it can be received and it received in a total different way. And you're in a, you're in a relationship. So mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to feel that <laughs> is communication. Well, I'm not so sure about best way. <laughs> well, I'm a mindset coach, yeah. so I frame it in a great way. <laughs> but it's the best way to expose yourself yeah. is in a, in a relationship. So um, if you are a little bit masochist, <laughs> yeah, in joke, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's cool. So I I, I appreciate you expressing honestly. It's yeah. always nice. Always appreciate uh, people's experiences. Um, so let's look forward now a little bit. What does Maria's mm-hmm. life look like moving forward now? The future, the new chapters. Where are you headed? Um, new chapters. I had a couple of ideas what I want to do with my life. And uh, the funny part of it is that when I think of it, I feel that I am missing, that I am missing this uh, confidence of doing them. And I'm a little bit afraid of taking the first step or afraid of accepting that it might change my lifestyle again. So for sure, I want to start a book, write oh, a book cool. I think about, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be about mindset. And uh, the goal of it is to present that everything is okay with you. Mm. Uh, and uh, I actually have a huge dream of being uh, an investor who helps startups to thrive. But I have to find out how I can do it on the right level, you know, 
And another thing, it's about uh, this resort that we are building up with the husband. We'll see how it will unfold itself because we have a big vision for that too. Maybe some uh, healthy, wealthy retreats, if I can say mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and uh, well, I have still my bucket list, so what's, what's <laughs> I can, left? I can, I can just ah, uh, there are many things. I'm so hungry for this life experience. You know, uh, well, I love myself just ex- like on the primal thing. I can say that after the chemotherapy, I start cooking for myself three times per day, every time different food. Because just the feeling of having a different uh, taste, it pleases me, oh, you know. Cool. Music, I wanted to visit as many or- orchestra concerts as possible. It just gives me the same pleasure for my, uh, yeah, I can get my nibs getting stiffed from it. Uh, but uh, there are many other countries that I didn't visit yet. There are so many interesting people I would like to meet and talk to them and also just have a conversation on a deeper level. So, uh, yeah, I hope 70 years will be enough for me <laughs> to do all of this. I love it. Yeah. Mm. I love that you're um, thirsty to get into the experience yeah. of life. Um, I, I, since I've um, turned my life around as well, um, I got a new thirst, thirst for life mm-hmm. as well. And it's exciting. Um, and it's always good to connect back to that. I think sometimes, mm-hmm. at least in my experience, sometimes life can get, um, at least I've experienced even in this last year, I, get, I, I remind myself constantly not to take it too seriously. Uh, to, to, when was the last time I enjoyed myself? You know, when, how much am I enjoying? Um, and my enjoyments change over time as I'm maturing. I'm enjoying things differently. Um, and you know what's interesting? As I'm maturing, I'm enjoying a lot more of the simple things like really simple things yeah you know um and that's been really nice it's been really enjoyable um so maria let's say um someone's listening to this and Mm -hmm. they hear your story and they go wow my daughter just got diagnosed or my auntie just got Mm -hmm. diagnosed or um, my uncle and my brother, vice versa. And they're hearing your story and they're going, wow, like that's just incredible, but that's her. What about me? So mm-hmm. what, what advice would you give this person now knowing what you've experienced in where you are and experiencing what you've experienced? What advice would you give them when they first hear this? And what, what advice would you give them to get through it? Uh, be themselves and it will unfold itself in the best way they will feel sad they will feel depressed i also felt it they will feel crazy in their head and uh, it also was for me like that and i believe that we have already what should i say like in every of us we have our own journey. So if, my, if I had to experience to be kicked out of the country of my husband 
and had all of this chemotherapy treatments in the uh, hospital where it's still like a, a Soviet Union, <laughs> um, what should I say? Yeah, like rooms and all other things. I had to experience uh, meeting not good doctors. I had uh, yeah, many challenges through that journey. And it's, uh, I wanted to die also in the middle of the treatments, but my mom said, if you die, I'm gonna just kill you. So uh, it's just gonna be fine, to be honest. It doesn't matter, it's like, you know, the question you asked me, it reminds me about a friend I had also at the same time, and he got, um, cancer spread like metastasis spread all over the body and uh, he was doing his best he flied to italy for the treatments he had the most expensive ones he had two kids small kids age two and half a year um, he had a beautiful wife and uh, he had a beautiful life i don't know what was in his mindset but he just gave up Did when he came it? to the doctor could you what feel did you him? say? What, what, when you were talking to yeah. him, could you feel yeah. the moment he gave up? Uh, no, actually, because at that moment, I saw that he had un everything under control, that he has the best treatments in the world. Uh, he had an insurance covered it all. And uh, I saw that everything's going to be smooth, you know. And I can also say, like, I can be honest and I can say, that I also felt jealous about it because he he got it all covered mm -hmm. and uh, it was in a, like in a private good clinic and I had to stay in a small town and I had to fix medicine myself and <laughs> I got a couple of times uh, not a legal one what was not proper medicine and the doctors didn't treat me good and i was like fuck what i'm doing here like why do i need to go through this shit like i don't like better i just live six months and i die happy i don't want to do this shit anymore mm -hmm. so it was opposite you know but uh, actually i got surprised when i got when i heard that uh, when he came to the doctors, he said that only four weeks or a couple, like max two years left for him, but he's gonna be like not a normal person being anymore. And after he heard it, I think he just he just gave up. He prepared him, yeah. He prepared whole family for that. He bought the place where he knew he wants to be buried. He wrote every contract that needs to be in order for his wife to receive. Uh, yeah, the house and uh, everything else. So I am not so sure actually if I can give <laughs> any advice about mind, uh, yeah, about like how to be in the situation. That's why I said just be yourself because whatever needs to happen, it will happen anyway. Do you feel so, like you yeah. did that though? Like you, what would happen? Cause I feel like you kind of took charge. You, you kind of like, you received the information and by your story, it sounds like you're like, I'm going to get through this. Uh, <laughs> one time, uh, because 
uh, it's not normal for the doctor to give all of the results and all of the information to the patient. But I had to, uh, uh, I had to bribe them to be able to, to, to see what they have. And then I took photos of it. Yeah. And then I came home and I was all of the time on the research. What does it mean that I have so much hemoglobin? What does it, what my leukocyter uh, analysis mean? Like, okay, you know, like I wanted to help myself. And one time and I got a very shit results and I ran out of the hospital and uh, I was going home and I remember on the stairs I said, I had to talk to the gut. And I said, you know what, God, you know what? I, like, fuck it. If you want just to fuck around with me, this is, not, this is not the way you treat me. Like, you, you're going to be jealous of the life I'm going to have here on the earth. You know, like, you don't have any right to fuck around with me. Like, I am not the person. If you want to do it to somebody else. And I was, like, so certain. You know what happened on the next day? Next day, I'm lying in the bed, like totally dead. Like, oh, I want to die. I don't want to live anymore. You know, just, yeah. So it was, it was like very, very swing moods because, uh, yeah, it's just, um, you know, <laughs> I can't say you have to experience it yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, don't wish it, I don't wish it to anybody. No, no, no. This is not where you experience the life. But, uh, one day I felt, uh, not one day, it was after the third chemo, I felt uh, very shit, like really shit, shit. I thought that I'm going to die. And I was alone. At that time, my mom was at work and I was just alone lying in the bed and I was crying all over it. And I said, you know what? What is the worst thing that can happen? I'm just going to disappear from the earth like as a physical human being. But I, uh, I believe in reincarnation. And I knew at the time that uh, everything what I did, it helped me to build up a beautiful soul I have. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to uh, talk to the God again. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Sorry for such a thing, what I said yesterday. <laughs> you know, and uh, I said, uh, I believe you if there is there are uh, anywhere a soul what needs to be reincarnated from my just take it you know because it's going to happen anyway so if it's uh -huh. if this is if, if this is the right time for me to pass my physical body then uh, i'm ready to accept it and it was the day when i actually accept that uh, it can end but uh, yeah as you see, uh, I probably have some other missions on the earth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think uh, so part of that it. will be put into a book, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. That's really interesting. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, um, it's a conversation I don't get to talk to too many people about. Um, but it's something that I got to be very present with. My Nana uh, passed away just almost two years ago from uh, cancer. Um, mm -hmm. But when she was diagnosed, she lived for five more years. Um, when she was diagnosed, I was really um, 
I went into a thing called a sensory deprivation tank. It's basically like a tank to meditate in. Mm -hmm. And my mission was to go find what happens after death. And I went mm -hmm. into the tank searching and searching and searching, um, which led me to a lot of like deep places inside myself. Um, I never found the answer. Um, mm -hmm. But something that I'm curious about now and it's interesting, right? We, especially in the Western way of thinking, we don't really talk about death too much. And if we do talk about it, it's like this thing that um, a lot of humans are afraid of. Um, but I'm sure through your research and from the way you're talking, like what's your relationship like with death now since all of this has happened and through your readings of like OSHA and your conversations with God? Mm, interesting question. I know it's a deep uh, one. I haven't. I had. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. <laughs> I know. Uh, I I wanted to ask it, so I'm just gonna follow my intuition. <laughs> mm. Well, I don't remember who said it. That actually the day is a death, or it's like. Uh, <laughs> I now have to put it because it reminds me about another story from uh, during my chemotherapy. My grandmother also died, but she died because she overworked herself. She, mm. was, she got a, a heart stroke and she rested only two or three days. And then she was back on her feet again and she worked even more. Oh, and wow. then, then she got a brain injury because she, she was fixing some curtains and she just fall. And then she was not <clears throat> actually uh, physically able to, to, to move uh, anymore. But her brain was so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, she, she remember everything. She remember how, how, what bills she needs to pay. And uh, she continued to, to work with her brain. But somehow I know what happened again on the biological level. She got a stroke again. And after that, you know, like just just by observating how she's actually killing herself and uh, the way she died, it always reminds me about how much I should appreciate m my, myself as if mm -hmm. like my physical body mm -hmm. and that I should not abuse myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, this will happen anyway. So this is the only like our responsibility, mm -hmm. I, if I can say so, is just the, the path to the death, mm -hmm. <laughs> how you enjoy your life. And mm -hmm. as I said before, just because I believe in reincarnation, I decided that I will take care of the soul. So next mm. one can receive such a beautiful, uh, strong, and uh, I don't know what you can say else, but uh, yeah, I just will care for, for myself. So uh, we'll see how it uh, unfolds itself. And uh, I don't know how many years I have to live. Two, I don't five, either. Seven, I, I don't yeah. either. None of us do. That's the crazy part. <laughs> yeah. It just gets so. put in your face when you get a situation that happens like you. But I think mm. for a lot of people, we're living as if it's never going to happen. And it, mm. we're, we're living in an age almost where it's like, 
we've become, it's a luxury in a way to be depressed because if back in survival times, they say that like over, I don't know how many years ago, but we're living better than the best king in the entire world. Just the average human is living better mm -hmm. than the best king a couple of years ago or a couple hundred years ago um, with, with the technology and stuff we're experiencing. But with that being said, we only know our own reality really like, and so you can say that this is great and that, but like you have to feel it within yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And so something my work has led me to is the relationship with, with the contrast between um, day and night or like if we think about it, it's so interesting, right? Um, we, we as a conventional society, um, we, ha we all have a life, but life doesn't exist without death. There's no life without death. And so we just choose to focus on the life and then we fear the death. But it's like mm -hmm. we keep living as if the sun's going to come up tomorrow or as if the night's going to come because it just happens in cycles. But does day exist without night? I sometimes ask myself what actually is a... <laughs> life believe it is all about this matrix thing and we will live only after we die <laughs> you know it, uh, you yes. can have many crazy <laughs> beliefs about that one yes. so it's just like yeah up to you what to do and so uh, yeah and it's so fascinating right like tony robbins says like you may die in six days six months six mm -hmm. years or 60 years but like he says that everyone should know at the beginning of their life they're dying. Like as soon as you're, you're getting you're like, mm. and the thing what's crazy with our life is it's not guaranteed. Like it's not guaranteed to 70 years, you know, anything can happen mm. at any moment, which is why I love what you're doing with your time now. It's just trying to really get to, I love that. Mm -hmm. You're just like tasting as many different foods. You're listening. You're just mm -hmm. experiencing as much as you can experience. Um, and I, I, that's really awesome. Um, I hope that uh, someone that is listening, this conversation was for you and you'll know who it is. I don't know who it is, but they'll be listening and of like kind of a wake up call, you know, fresh water on the face. Like, whoa, I need to like start tasting things. I'm going to do that tonight now, now that you talked about. I'm going to taste my food even better. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. I do that. Saturdays are really, Saturdays are my day where I really try to taste my food. I don't know why. But. Only Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day that I can. You take. should do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I should, um, but for some reason Saturday Saturday's my day away from all technology, and mm. um, uh, it's my day to just be. Um, and so I feel that I'm I'm the most present on that day. Um, mm. Sometimes I and I actually that can be a practice. I can uh, that is one thing a man and his food. That's a practice in itself. Trying to not eat so fast and, and be hungry. Yeah. And try to chew, yeah, <laughs> chew more than ten times. Be, yeah, be in it. Don't mm -hmm. worry, I'm I'm constantly practicing that one. That's a practice for me. <laughs> um, mm, but yeah. That's good. So um, we're coming towards the end of our uh, conversation. Um, what I like to do before I end is I call this thing a speed round, and I just ask my guests um, a series of questions. Um, and so that for the listeners, they get to hear a bunch of different people's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, recommendations and that type of stuff. 
But before mm -hmm. we get into that, um, Maria, is there anything else on your heart that you'd like to share today that you haven't been able to share yet? Uh, no, it's just about the past. Uh, it, like I just had something to add that I remember it also very clearly that moment when I got to know what cancer mean and that I could die from it. But I knew that it was two lymphoma things. It was non-Hodgkin lymphoma and it was Hodgkin lymphoma. Huh. And when I didn't know the difference, when you have a non-Hodgkin, they just tell you how much time you have left, you know, simply as it is. And I had this Hodgkin and I was like, Jesus, I was so, you know, I felt so grateful actually for this. I felt that it was second chance for me to prove that I am worthy to be on this uh, life alive, uh, on this uh, planet alive. And uh, the acceptance of the death, we, as you said, we should be aware of that every day. It's not only when once get diagnosed with, uh, yeah, with a disease and then I start creating the bucket list. Mm -hmm. You should, yeah, have it once you feel, uh, yeah, once you, once you know what does it mean, once, uh, you are aware of it because you will never experience such a beautiful uh, moments in your life uh, afterwards if i can say so so uh, awareness of actually the death it can make you also feel yeah grateful i can say for sure and uh, hungry for experience this is another thing but i believe in uh, gratefulness what comes with it the most it's exactly what i'm experiencing mm. i really like mm. on when i read this when i'm reading this book right now i'm really um contemplating this part of my life and i'm so grateful that i get to experience and learn this information at this stage mm. of my life um and it's just like it's right in my front store <laughs> you know it's right in my face which i want it to be yeah because then it's making me and I'm becoming more peaceful now because of it. Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing a deeper sense of peace within myself because now it's like, you know what? I, I looked, um, they, they redo flowers in my house. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll express to you what I've learned. I don't really get yes, to share please. this with uh, any too many people because I don't get to have these conversations with too many people. Mm -hmm. Um, due to, but since you've been in these waters, I know that you're, you're, you've had no choice but to be in there in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but so I have um, these orchids. Do you know what orchids are? No. Okay. Is it? They're like they're like a white flower. Um, my mm -hmm. my nana was a gardener, and mm -hmm. so flowers and plants and stuff are are big in my life. So. Uh, we have these orchids, these white, beautiful flowers. Oh, and yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I remember them. Okay, yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading this book of the art of living and dying. Yeah. And Osho's talking about, like, you don't, if you can't fully see the beauty in death, how can you experience in the joy of life? Because they're, mm -hmm. they're two of the same, right? Like, how can you truly know what day is if you don't know what night is? And so what we're doing on our planet for a lot of us are just focusing on the day of the experience of life and not welcoming or experiencing the night of life. We just don't know what happens past death guaranteed for sure. But like we have, um, 
different takes and understandings. But mm -hmm. I think that this is what's created this fear is because there's this big unknown. But if we can see the beauty in the unknown. So I often um, like really appreciate flowers. And so I see these two flowers. I took a picture of it. And there's a really, there's a living one, but then there's a wilted flower about to die. And I was like, it's so fascinating until like a couple weeks ago, I would have been just focused on the living one and not really mm. giving much energy to the one that's about to die. But the one that's about to die is just as beautiful. But I'm so attached to the life that I'm focused on the life part of it and not the death part of it. And what I liked what mm. Osho said was we want to get the true, true, some serious true mastery is when you pass away, you pass away in some peace. And so the way he looks at our life is that we're our life's like a flower. What we want to do is we want to come here and blossom and then let out a beautiful fragrance. And once we let that beautiful fragrance out, we will slowly come down and we want to detach from this life like a petal in the wind just so effortlessly. Mm. And he said, you ever see a petal fall off a flower? It's just so mm. gentle mm -hmm. and so effortlessly. He says so often, so many people resist death that they die in clenching and they die with their hands clenched, their energy clenched. And mm. he, he's a big believer on re reincarnation as well. And, and so he says, that's not going to help leaving the energy in this planet. You want to leave the energy as if you're a flower. And so I, I read that and then I saw the flowers in my bathroom and I took a picture of it. And I'm like, wow, I have a new appreciation for this dying flower. Um, and I, yeah, I thought I'd share that with you um, because it really impacted me. And I saw you just seen my dead flower standing over there. <laughs> I keep them, <laughs> I keep them there. <laughs> <laughs> and there is one more bouquet on another side. I know I also just like it, you know. They're the same beautiful for me as the live one. They just dried out. That's it, you know. So, yeah. I totally agree what you said about it. And, uh, yeah. It's an interesting journey, if I can say so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the, it is the biggest peak moment of our existence. Um, so... Uh, for the listeners here, if you've not contemplated mm -hmm. or gone into these spaces, um, don't feel like you have to. But if you feel like um, you're wanting to maybe connect with it, I'd welcome you to maybe just go in there just a little bit, one little bit at a time. Um, obviously, because it's, 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 it is a thing, but it's going to happen to all of us. So if, mm -hmm. this is, if, this is a, if this is a guarantee... Um, I feel that like it'd be better to, at least in my experience in self, I'd like to invite the listeners listening or yourself, Maria, to, um, yeah, try to go into it a little bit as, as so that you can enjoy life in a little bit more peace. Because um, that's what I can say I'm experiencing, but I can only say that for myself um, with, with going deeper into this subject. And um, it was something I got to be really present with, with my family and with um, my nana passing and mm. I, there, I, it was a beautiful experience for me an absolute and i feel so happy and grateful that i could be this aware and this conscious during my nana's passing um i think that is just such a gift she transferred so much wisdom onto me in that experience that i feel so blessed that i got to understand that 
during that process. So, um, yeah, that's it, 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 it's a big topic. And it's something that I think if uh, more of us could talk about, I think it would take the weight out of it. Hence me even resisting wanting to ask what's in my heart towards you. Because <laughs> you never know how someone's going to yeah. receive questions either, right? You don't know what it's going to bring up or what their take is. So thank you for receiving me. Thank you too, Matt. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Um, so I'll just ask um, two, two final questions, speed questions um, that I ask my guests. What's mm -hmm. um, your most gifted book? Most gifted book, it would be uh, Quantum Warrior. Okay. By John, John Cahill. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And um, if you could have, if, there, if you could take, let's say, um, the busiest street in your country where the most people walk by every day and you could put uh, on that billboard, a quote or maybe mm -hmm. two to three sentences, what would you put on that billboard? What message would you want those people to see? Simply love yourself first. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It was the message <laughs> when I was kicked out of the country and I had to travel to another country. It happened to be Cyprus. And when I was walking on the beach and I started asking myself many questions about actually my existence. And I started asking, okay, why do I have to face such problems and issues of, uh, yeah, of in my life? Somebody had, uh, had wrote on the stones with the, it was like maybe this size. Mm -hmm. They wrote it with a blue pencil, affirmations. They wrote, love yourself, or like, uh, you look beautiful today, or your smile look beautiful. And it happened to be not like in the order. It just like one stone is over there, one stone is somewhere there. And I had, I met them uh, in a different time, it's not that I saw all of them in the same in the same day. It was that I've seen one on one day, another stone in another day, you know. And it just reminds me that also, like people who experience it, they exist somewhere around me, and the universe sending the signs to me that it is high time <laughs> to accept myself, to love myself, to appreciate myself. That yes, I am beautiful. Yes, I am healthy. I'm healthy and all other things. So definitely it would be love yourself first because once you love and know yourself first, then you can share this feeling or you can actually, as you say, you, I believe you, can, you could vibrate those feelings outside to the world and then and other people, they will just sense it. Right people uh -huh. will sense it. Uh -huh. and. Uh, yeah. It's really beautiful. Well, Maria, I must say I am so happy and grateful that I got to hear your story. And thank you for being so honest and sharing your experiences. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I love about doing this is the brave ones comment, the brave ones type their thoughts. Um, but I really like the ones that don't, that don't like, that don't express 
uh, on social media that we mm-hmm. don't know that this impacted. Mm. Where, they, where you may not get to like two years, three years until maybe you publish your book and they're like, mm-hmm. I heard you on that podcast expressing that. Yeah. You do not know what that did to me. And that's part mm-hmm. of what I love um, doing this work is uh, impacting the ones that you don't even know you're impacting. And Maria, by you sharing your story today, I know that it's going to positively impact for sure at least one person. I definitely think more, but definitely. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so mm. thank you so much. Is there, I know currently, um, are you using much social media? Is there a way that they can connect to you? or find you on social media? Uh, not much, to be honest. One way is uh, Instagram, Telegram, and Facebook. I'm not often into that. Of course, I have it as a normal person. But if anybody feels that they want to reach me, uh, I think the best way it would be Facebook or Telegram. Okay. And you just want to spell your name for them, please? <laughs> probably i should re- write it anyway but okay it's, uh, i'll put it in the yeah. comments then i <laughs> know perfect yeah yeah i'll just yeah. i'll put you i'll put your name in i'll be able to reach mm-hmm. you that way well yeah. again thanks again maria i really appreciate you i really appreciate taking the time and this was a wonderful wonderful conversation